How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 253. You don't have to be the sacrificial lamb of your family with Dr. Julie Hanks. Let me start this episode by asking you this question. Whose life are you living? As women, and especially as moms, we can find ourselves in this position as the sacrificial lamb of our families. And many of us, too, will believe that that is, in fact, the role we are supposed to take on, that anything less than that total sacrifice of self to our families is both wrong and selfish. I've told this story a few times before, but I think it uh, bears some significance here. And I dated a guy really seriously before I um, dated my husband. And we had one of those conversations where we were talking about our futures and what we wanted to be like as parents. And I was just saying how as a mom, I wanted to also learn things like maybe go back to school and learn how to play the guitar and paint and learn a language. And, you know, I shared a few things like that. And my boyfriend at the time looked at me and he said, isn't that selfish? Now, there are two things about that, that phrase, isn't that selfish? One, that was a really good person who said it to me. And two, even I found myself acting out that belief as a young mom. It is such an undercurrent to what we think makes a good mom, this act of total, total sacrifice. And when I was in the middle of that, where did that leave me? It left me with someone who had next to nothing to give. My sense of who I was was dependent on how my children proved my parenting is good and worthy. I not only put myself in an impossible situation and position, I placed that on my family as well. In our experience, this only bred disappointment. The fact is, is that I lost myself in the process of trying to be the sacrificial lamb in my family, and I could see really quick at one, at one point, thankfully, that I was doing nobody any favors with that position. Today, I am sharing an interview with Dr. Julie Hanks, and it might ruffle some feathers. We are prepared for that because we are speaking about how this role as the sacrificial lamb for our families is anything but selfless. In Julie's words, you can't be selfless without a self. You won't be able to truly give of yourself unless you have something to give from. In this interview, you will hear Julie and I discuss how this impossible position affects women and families, what we can do to better include ourselves into our family's circle of care, and how doing so will help us not only regain a stronger sense of who we are, but also allow our families to flourish in turn. Now, you might be wondering what this all has to do with this month's theme of live with purpose, and it's this. You can't live with purpose if you don't know whose life you are living. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. 
I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. James Clear says that every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. We want to help you make those small votes for the person you want to be with the free You Can Get Organized Challenge, which is happening all month long. In this challenge, you are going to have a private online community of people posting their small organization wins, their votes for themselves. And from April 20th to the 24th, we will have five days of free classes on organization taught by both myself and five guest teachers. Go to aboutprogress.com slash organization challenge to get the inspiration, motivation, and accountability you need to find more clarity on what's holding you back from living the life you want. I will select from participants of the challenge and give three lifetime access passes to my full audio course, The Organization Overhaul. In fact, this free challenge is inspired by my full audio course, The Organization Overhaul. And this course gives you the jumpstart you need to get organized in your mind, space, and time so that you can live more on your terms. And when you change your organization, you truly do change your life. If you join the course, you will get access to 24 lessons from 10 guest teachers on topics like meal planning, to-do list making, editing your closet, and so much more. You can see more about the course by going to aboutprogress.com slash organization overhaul. Use the code aboutprogress, one word, all caps, to get lifetime access at the one-year access price, and that saves you $30 before prices go up on May 1st. So for the challenge, again, go to aboutprogress.com slash organization challenge. And for the full course, go to aboutprogress.com slash organization overhaul. Before we move into the full interview, this was a few weeks ago. We recorded this right when the quarantine was starting and Zoom was really struggling to keep up with the many new users it suddenly had. So while we recorded this, we had a little bit more technical difficulties than normal, most of which I was able to edit out, but not completely. So just keep that in mind. And remember to stay tuned until the end so you can hear the progress pointers from this episode that help you go and do something with what you learned today. Hi, I'm Dr. Julie Hanks. I'm a therapist and owner of Wasatch Family Therapy. I'm the author of The Burnout Cure and the Assertiveness Guide for Women. I'm an assistant professor of social work at Utah Valley University. Uh, I'm a performing songwriter and I'm a mother of four and wife of 31 years and grandma to two cute little ones. Dr. Hanks, this has been such an honor for me. I mean, before we started recording, I felt like a fangirl on this side. You are someone I admire so much, your work, the community you've created, And what you're doing for women is something that I just truly admire. So thank you for being on the show. And, and, you know, we're here because of a lot of what I see come up within my own community and the world at large, actually it's, it's, it's everywhere. And it's this idea that women, not only to be good, need to be sacrificial and selfless, but that, that they sacrifice themselves so much to help society and their families that there's nothing really left to give and that it's somehow seen Mm -hmm. as honorable and not only honorable, but, Mm -hmm. um, not predestined, but something that we need to aspire to, to be so selfless that we have sacrificed ourselves until there's nothing else to give. So before we could dive into 
why this doesn't need to be the case. And, and in fact, I don't use this word too often, but shouldn't, shouldn't be the case. Why do you <laughs> think this is that we have adopted this mentality? Oh, I think there are so many reasons. Um, but part of the reason is this idea of intensive mothering that good mothers uh, are always there for their child, are stimulating their child, are, um, you know, the whole, the family is wrapped around the child instead of the other way around. We used to live in a society that was adult-centered, and now we live in a child-centered society. And so I think we just become so over-focused on parenting that that uh, we, we give up everything else that we are. Well, and part of this, like I can already, you know, almost hear the resistance that women are feeling when they, when they hear this, because like, well, aren't we supposed to care for our children? But really what you're explaining here is a dynamic of prove that I'm a good parent constantly. Right. Right. Or or what are some other, you know, what are some other effects Mm -hmm. that come up because of this, um, over-focus on, parenting in this way where we are sacrificing ourselves as part of that process. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lack of balance. So when you, when you're focused only on other people or only on yourself, that those become a problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, it's all about me or it's all about them. It's about this interplay between us. And that's the same in any relationship and also in parenting. It's not all about your child. And you're actually doing them a disservice if you're giving them the message that the world revolves around them because Mm -hmm. it doesn't and it won't. Well, and with that, I love that you're saying what part of the problem is, is this dichotomy that we're putting into it that is an either or. So some women are hearing this, aren't I supposed to like, isn't sacrifice something I should be doing? Should I be caring for my child? And it's more that they're hearing this wrong. They're hearing and saying that we need to arrive with the center of self that they're hearing this as we don't care for our children at all. And that's not what you're saying. So there is still an element of sacrifice here. So how does that interplay? Yeah. So to be a parent means to sacrifice or to be a decent parent means to sacrifice. So there's always going to be sacrifice, but to sacrifice yourself, your sense of self, to sacrifice your identity, that's where we get into trouble. So there, there will be things that you need to sacrifice time, um, energy. You're going to have to put some of those, you know, into parenting that you may have put elsewhere, but you cannot sacrifice who you are because that's, really unhealthy for your child and for yourself and everybody else in your family. Mm -hmm. So when you are describing a sense of self, what is, what does that mean for someone who's listening? Like, what is a sense of self? Yeah, it's the ability to answer the questions. What do I think? What do I feel? What do I want and need? And if you are able to answer those, you have a sense of self. And what does that, I mean, what, what's the purpose of knowing those answers? Well, the purpose of knowing those things is then you know what you, what needs to happen next. 
So if I know what I'm thinking, feeling, wanting, and needing, I know what actions I need to take to get those needs met. A lot of women can't answer those four questions. And so you don't know, it's like you don't know what you need to be doing to take care of yourself. But that's the information you need to be taking care of your sense of self. Okay. So if you, what do I want? Oh, I want a break from my kids right now. Okay, well then how am I going to get that? How am I going to meet that need? So it's being able to identify what, what you need as a human and as a person. Um, and then being able to navigate that and get that need met within your relationships and your commitments that you already have. Hmm. And, and we're going to talk more about the positive effects of that, but first I just want to dig into that, you know, the pain a little bit more about what are the effects, you know, what are the effects when people are neglecting the sense of self and being able to answer these basic questions? So the irony is instead of taking care of other people, other people feel like they have to take care of you. Mm -hmm. So I've seen so many women come into my therapy office who have sacrificed their sense of self for their family. They end up sick, depressed, like physical illness or mental illness of some kind because they have neglected themselves for so long. And then other other people on, in their life feel like they need to take care of, of them. Um, so if, if you grow up with, with a mother without a sense of self or a parent without a sense of self, the kids feel like they have to constantly be feeding positivity to the parent. So it kind of reverses the roles. And that's not helpful for the parent or the child. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's the opposite of healthy because you're putting your right. children and yeah, you're putting your children in the position of having to constantly reflect to you that you are doing a good job, which is unfair to them. So when you're, when you see um, women like this in your practice, um, what are some examples of how this might translate? So uh, I've seen a lot of women who come in and they are absolutely devastated by their children's choices. So if you have a strong sense of self, you'll be sad if kids make poor choices. Or I work a lot with the Latter-day Saint faith community. And so I've had women come in where their adult child has left the faith and they're devastated. So devastated is different than being disappointed or sad. Yeah. If you have a strong sense of self, you, you're sad. You think, oh, that's not what I'd hoped, and you grieve it. But to feel like my life is over and I'm a failure as a human being, that reflects a, a weak sense of self. Okay. So that's one example. If you have a healthy self as a parent, you do not see your children as extensions of you you see them as individuals under your stewardship that you're responsible to guide and help and nurture, but they're not you. And being able to see that is really important. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk ab about this in terms of women who are ready to find this healthy self again and to, you know, 
push against the fear of that dichotomy we brought up before of it being like, well, that means I'm now selfish and now I shouldn't care about my kids and that I, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what we're saying again. So how can this happen for them? What can they do to reverse this neglectful position they've taken on and instead find this healthy self and navigate that? So one thing you have to do is, is see, so if you've put yourself underneath your kids and your spouse's or partner's needs, you have to raise yourself up to the same level. So my needs are just as important as they're not less or they're not more. So if you could see me, I'm putting my hands together like, yeah. like um, a cup, you know, when you cup your hands, like you're on the same level, you're not above or you're not below. And, and so to, to know, like, I'm, I'm worthy and I need to include myself in my circle of care. Mm-hmm. So what I think, feel, want, and need is just as important as my partner or my kids. So then now how do we navigate that in the relationship? So all of our needs get met. And what that requires is give and take on everyone's part. Your child will have to wait sometimes because you are taking care of yourself. You, you know, it's a give and take kind of thing. It's not just one's always giving. Yeah. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsor. And that's where I think women get lost because when you have sacrificed so much that you have nothing to give, you are really putting um, everyone else in that position of having to constantly reflect that back to you, which is a place of taking, um, which isn't fair again. But there mm-hmm. is otherwise that realistic give and take that we take turns. I sacrifice for you, you sacrifice for me. And it, like, we're all part of that circle of care you talked about taking turns. I love that mm-hmm. imagery. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and what I think and how I feel matters just as much as my kids' thoughts and feelings and dreams. Uh, I, I work, I talk a lot with women about like, what are your dreams? And, and you do not have to sacrifice your dreams because you have a family. So how does that translate for women who have no idea where to even start dreaming again? Because that's something I see a lot when you ask what is a dream that you have or an ambition or even a hobby that you are interested in? And a lot of women have no idea where to even start. Where I like people to start is to go back to their childhood. This sounds like such a therapist. Go back to your childhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, works, so, right? But, but it's true. And, and think about what brought you pure joy as a child. And then how can you integrate that back into your life to find that childlike joy? And it could be something really simple, but it's a place to start. If you love singing or you love blowing bubbles or you love twirling around uh, in the sun or climbing trees or riding bikes, whatever it is, integrate that back into your life. And that helps you get in touch with that childlike part that dreams and doesn't have the uh, inhibitions and the shoulds and the, the burdens that the adult self has. So that's a great place to start. What brought you pure joy as a child? And then the second question is, what did you dream about as a child? 
Hmm. What did, when, when you didn't, when the world was just open to you, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? And kind of nav, um, kind of reinvestigate that and see, is there anything there to, to tell that, you know, life has to tell you through that. And then the third question is what, what gets me excited to get out of bed? Hmm. Like, what are my passions? now is there something that and it could be is you know going to lunch with a friend i mean it could be simple stuff sometimes we think oh it has to be some big dream it doesn't you know yeah. we just can start start really small um but what gets you excited about your life or you know envisioning your future and and i i really think our passions the things that we care about and that we've cared about since we were little our information about our life's missions, why we're on the planet. Hmm. I feel so strongly about this also because I feel like I've lived this juxtaposition of living a life of shoulds and sacrificing so much because I thought that's what made me a good mom and being in that Mm -hmm. vulnerable position of not being the mom I wanted to be because I had nothing to give and then leaning into you know, my, my needs and that trade-off and, you know, sometimes they're met, sometimes mine are met and back and forth, but how over time you get into this new rhythm of life feeling like it's fulfilling, even when it is still chaotic and there's still the groundhog day chores to be done and disappointments happen. You become more of yourself and are stable and able to, to be the mom you want to be. Exactly. And I, in my own family life, um, I, I grew up with a mom where I felt like I had to take care of her and kind of, um, there was a little bit of a role reversal. And so I know from the kid's side what that feels like. And so I committed, like when I grow up, I want my kids to know that I'm fine no matter what they choose, that I don't need them to reflect my worth to me, that I'm going to find my worth on my own. And they're going to be part of, you know, we're going to journey through life together, but my life doesn't revolve around them. And it won't because that's way too much pressure for my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I learned kind of from what I didn't want to have happen and and my mom's lovely and she did so many things well and we had that dynamic that that was unhealthy you know and so um so with i i felt committed from the get-go in my marriage committed to my personal growth and to advocating for myself in within family life that that my needs and dreams did matter and it's been really really hard to Mm do Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've been able to, I've been able to have a family and to accomplish my professional goals beyond what I could have ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. And so it's possible, like it's doable. Yeah. And I do want to, yes, I do want to speak to women here who maybe their aspirations aren't career wise. I mean, that's the way that it's taken shape for me um, over time that, you know, what I've been doing has led to this, you know, I, 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 I'm going to like limit myself and say not really career, but then you have to say, yes, this is 
what I'm doing, but, um, don't downplay it. But some women feel like, well, what if I don't want to downplay it? (laughs) I know that's why that's the tendency I could see creeping up in me right away. But some women feel that pressure to do only the grand things. And then they therefore cut themselves out of this being possible for them. So regardless of where the women are, who are listening within their own career aspirations or not, um, how can we speak to those who are like feeling like, well, I don't feel like that's what, where I'm headed, but how can I still have dreams? Like, how does that actually play out? And even if I want to, you know, be in the home. Yes. There are so many ways to dream. It could be, I want to learn how to be a really good Italian cook at home. I mean, it could be, I want to learn a new skill. It could be, I want to read so many books this year. It, mm. I mean, it's, it's about growing as an individual yeah, and being growing in your relationships. So mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with professional or going to school or whatever external kinds of things. You can continue to grow and develop a healthy sense of self while you are a stay-at-home parent, while you are, you know, working part-time, whatever it is. And some people, their profession isn't their passion and they're grow they have they have to work at something they don't enjoy, mm-hmm. but they enjoy running marathons or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So it's just finding and protecting something that's just for you. Mm. And it can be big or small. Hmm. I like that you're giving us that permission. It can be get big or small. And in fact, the people who are listening probably know my own history with this. Like the way I started were all those really seemingly insignificant things of trying, you know, baking 30 new things and having a list of 50 books to read, but how investing in myself in these small, seemingly small ways changed my life. And it can lead to things that you never would have had on your list in the first place, which is really Mm -hmm. a wonderful life-giving place to be. Um, and that's what we hope we get, you know, we get these women to really lean into is what is life giving. And even if you don't know what makes you want to get out of bed, what would you like to get out of bed for? And you can start there. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, a dear friend, one of my best friends in the world, her passion is serving other people. Mm -hmm. So she is always, I mean, she's the one with, you know, the neighbor who's, on death's doorstep. She's like the one that's there. She's, she's there for her family. She's, she throws great parties. She like, she loves taking care of people. That's her passion. Like, and it's awesome. You know? yeah. uh-huh. And she appreciates my passion. That's more, um, outside of, you know, I do a lot of things that are visible. Her things are not visible, but they're just as important, if not more important. And just as, um, life-giving to her. Mm. And so it's really not about the scale, the scale or the scope of what you're doing. It's, are you passionate about your life and are you doing what you, what you love? And that can be Mm. simple or that can be grand, or it can be a combination of all of it. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Are you passionate about your life? Because here's the trickle down effect, right? When you have this healthy sense of self, when you do have those moments of sacrifice and it's your turn to sacrifice for someone else in your circle of care, it feels different. It feels like an empowering choice to make. It feels like you are giving a, a true gift and you're actually able to go around the minutia of your day and, and your chores with a different sense too. Like I 
I, I remember a bottle of spilled vinegar used to make me, you know, gnash my teeth and shake my fist at the heaven. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm more of a full person, those don't feel so awful, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I can know when it's time to sacrifice yeah. that thing. So how about, I would love to hear more from this, about this from you. What are some of the effects of being a whole person as a mom? Well-adjusted children is, mm. is yeah. a benefit. Mm. So we, we are always modeling how to be an adult, how our kids will grow up and be adults. So what do you want to be modeling to your, your children, mm. especially daughters, if you're, a, if you're a female? Yeah. So I, I, let me tell you a story. Um, a few years ago, my second oldest, who is a girl, Uh, said to me, she said, you know, mom, I realized that I'm the only person I know who has a mom that they want to be like when they grow up. I was, I started, I burst into tears. I was like, that's like the goal of my whole life. Wow. I I just was (laughs) wrong because Mm -hmm. that is, that was my goal. And I told her that I'm like, my life is complete. Like that was my goal Mm -hmm. is to figure out how to live a life where my daughters would be excited to grow up. So you want your kids to be excited to grow up and you're modeling that you're either modeling being miserable or you're modeling how to have a, a passionate full life. So that's a benefit. Uh, When you have a, a good sense of self you're capable of having more intimate relationships. So your relationship with your partner can be better because Mm -hmm. a healthy sense of self allows you to balance the connection with the individuality. And you can, it allows for more intimacy because you know yourself, you can share yourself. You have more to share. We can't give up something that we don't have. So you cannot be selfless without a self. You cannot share yourself if you don't have a self. (laughs) So it's worth investing in because you can model healthy adult relationships. You can model healthy uh, parent-child relationships. You can model healthy friend relationships. So there are so many ways that having a healthy self uh, is beneficial. If you have a strong sense of self, you are able to uh, empathize with other people without taking on their burdens as your own. So you can be there for people in a more powerful way. If you have a strong sense of self, you can enjoy being with people, but you can also enjoy being by yourself. You can have that balance. You're not afraid to be alone or you're not... um, too overwhelmed when you're with other people. Mm. So there are just so many benefits. Uh, Flexibility. I think you can be more flexible. If you feel okay with you, when life doesn't go as you had planned, you can be more flexible and you can shift course and and be more resilient. All of these things are striking me as someone who's healthy and mature and giving in ways that the world needs right now, especially now. Um, Julie, I'm thinking about some women who are listening and maybe they've tried 
to do this more in the past and they've met with resistance, whether it's inward, you know, those old shoulds coming up or your mom wasn't like this, or that's not right. Um, or even within their own family structures. And I, I, we just have a little bit of time left, but I was wondering if you could give them a pointer or two on how to meet that, you know, resistance that might come up for them as they are navigating life with trying to have their needs, own needs be a part of the circle of care as their family. Yes. So when I had my first child, I was going to school and then went straight into graduate school. And I was dealing with so much guilt and shame and people questioning my choices. And I did something that was really helpful. So I want to share that this with your listeners. I wrote down a list of shoulds. I should be with my child 24 seven. I, I should, uh, you know, always have a clean house. I should, what, so I, I came up with this list of about 20 shoulds. And then in the next column, I put the origin. So where does this come from? Is this my religious culture? Is this my mom's example, my mother-in-law? Is, you know, what is this? <clears throat> where did this come from? And that really helped me to externalize those shoulds and realize those come from outside of me. They don't come from me. None of them came from me. They all came from outside of me. And then in the third column, I wrote what I want to believe about that. So the, the I should be with my child 24 seven was, I want to be with my child most of the time. And they are happy and healthy in the care of other people you know, just what was a healthy way. And so I want to encourage your listeners to do that, to write down the shoulds, next column, write down the origin, where that came from, and then write down what you really think or want to think about it or believe about it. And that really helped me to own my own beliefs and to really look at like, what am I, whose life am I living? I want to live my life. That's <laughs> I want the to question. be the boss of, of w- what I'm doing. Yeah. And so much of what you've described So that was here, really helpful. You know what? I, I love that exercise because it's so practical too. And oftentimes we can hear these things and we're like, yeah, I believe it. But then putting it into practice is really difficult. So I love that this is something that they can actually do to help translate what we're learning here today to real life. Um, and as we do that, I'm, I'm so hoping Julie, that they'll experience what I see in you and I see in the women in your community. And I've seen in my own life, a woman who is really living, who is fully there and a a full fledged person and therefore has so much more to give, not only to their families, but the the world in ways that only they can uniquely give. Um, and I just want to thank you again for being here and for sharing this message to us. I'm sure that people want will want to know where to find you. And I, I'm just going to say, you need to go follow her. So how about you tell people where to find you, Julie? Yes. Uh, my website is drjuliehanks.com, drjuliehanks.com. But my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. Yeah. At, and it's at drjuliehanks.com. I mean, not.com, at drjuliehanks on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, 
but favorite place is Instagram right now. Lots of, lots of good discussions there. Definitely. And that's what I love. I think that's where I found you. Yes. Well, that's where I stalked you. So you had no choice, but to find me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the discussions there are so fruitful and it's a safe place and you're able to bring your questions. You're even able to bring up your resistance, like help me through this. This is what's coming up for me when I see this and I, and I hear this from you, but how do I practice it? And it's all there. And so, yeah, you're doing such good work. Thank you so much again. And I'll make sure I link to everything Dr. Julie Hanks for everyone who is listening. But thank you again, Julie. Thank you for having me. I hope this episode gave you a hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Let's give you the progress pointers here so you can go and do something with what you learned today. Number one, when you focus only on others or only on yourself, those are both big problems. Two, there will always be sacrifice involved as a parent but it's unhealthy for everybody when you sacrifice your sense of self. Three, sense of self equals what do I think, feel, want, and need. Four, your needs need to be included in your family circle of care, not above and not below. Five, there is give and take on everyone's part in a family to contribute to the circle of needs. Six, If you want to regain your sense of self, consider A, what brought you joy as a child? How can you include that in your life now? B, what did you dream about as a child? C, what makes you excited to get out of bed? And D, what shoulds are at play here and what are their origins? And seven, this is all about growing as an individual so you have something more to give. If you're like me and have trouble remembering things even when you have a valiant effort in mind to do so, You can get access to graphics of every single interview's progress pointers by signing up for our go-getter newsletter. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to do that. Now, if this episode was helpful for you, I would love it, so love it, if you could please share it. Take a screenshot of it and send it to a friend or family member who needs it. And if you share it on social media, make sure you tag me. I would love to say thank you and a hi and get to know you better too. This community matters so much to me. And the podcast is so dependent on this community as well to keep growing. So thank you for doing that. I hope that you are well. I hope that you are handling this time of difficulty with COVID-19 okay. And I hope that you are putting yourself into your own circle of needs, even if it needs to look a little bit differently. If you are still struggling with that, I would recommend the last two episodes of last week's. One with Sarah Dean and the growth spurt that I did on habits. I think that will give you some real specific ideas on what you can do to put yourself back into that circle of needs that we talked about with Dr. Hanks today. I have linked to everything her so you can go and follow her. And again, I just want to thank you for being a special part of my life in this community. Keep growing friends and remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Well, and with that, I love that you're saying what part of the problem is, is this dichotomy, dichotomy,